Are we recording right now? Yeah. Oh my God, fun. Okay. This voice is Hannah. And this voice is Marissa. Also, would probably am is our turn on by it. Hart Slahowski? Yeah. Of course. Doesn't actually no. make a ton of sense. No. What are you doing? Are you talking to yourself? <gasps> oh my God, I already hate this story. You know what? I'm okay with that. Because I just thought you could like bleed suddenly yeah. at any good moment. <laughs> my erotic fan fiction isn't fucking interesting enough for you. Hello, you're listening to Tell Us More podcast. In Thailand, as you eat a scorpion. Like a fucking look. I'll I'll, sh I'll show you them. It's like a fucking. That's scorpion. what he was holding. That's a scorpion. Oh, uh -uh. And then he has to like shove it no. all into his mouth. No. <laughs> Never in a million years. I literally was like, "How was it?" And he goes, "My expression didn't tell you." And I was like, "Well, I thought maybe it got better as you chewed." No, I would have spit it out. I tried to dried apricot for the first time on Friday, and I spit it out. <laughs> That's very similar to a scorpion. <laughs> Entirely. <laughs> I tried a dried apricot and I just couldn't even. I just couldn't. Also, he said it did not get better at all. The aftertaste lingers like a motherfucker. The aftertaste lingers like a motherfucker. Ugh, I don't think I could do it. No, I wouldn't. I'm Man a was talking about it and I, oh, you can't eat yourself, but maybe you'd gain like special powers mm. by ingesting your own sign. Oh my God. Does that mean well, I have to eat koi fish? I was just going to say, haven't you had fish before? Yeah, but not koi fish. But you are special to me. Thank you. That's yeah, adorable. My friends from college that I haven't seen since college uh -huh. were in town uh -huh. for a pottery convention. And um, I'm going to go to Corn Fest, and then they're going to come to the state fair. Am I supposed to know what Corn Fest is? Um, it's exactly how it sounds. In Iowa? Where? Um, in Sun Prairie, Wisconsin. In Wisconsin? Yeah. What do you, is it just like corn activities? Corn-based activities? I was going to say corn-based <laughs> activities. <laughs> um, I think there's corn there that you can eat. Okay. And then there's like rides and stuff for kids. It's like a fair, but like okay. corn-centered. So we went to like Seaver's Corn Maze yeah. once. Have you been there? I love Seaver's There's like corn a big maze. corn mm -hmm. pool that you can I would can love it. In. I'm sure they'll have one. That's fun. I don't want to get my hopes up, though. Well, but I mean, I'm, it's a corn fest. I'm very into corn. Okay. I love corn. Do you like corn porn? Is there any? There's porn for everything. I guarantee there's corn porn if you want to Google it Probably right shoving corn up. Ew, that don't I Brings a new meaning to the term. <laughs> brings a new meaning to the term corn Literally, hole. see, I'm picturing like corn two people hole. wearing corn. No. <laughs> I hate calling it that. Cornhole. Cornhole. It's bags. Um, oh, yeah, it's bags. Oh, yeah, it's bags. Yeah, my husband just made a whole new bag set. and I'm like, oh, yeah, We're going to bring it out to the yard. Oh, God, yeah, we're going to bring it out to the yard. Got to bring it tailgate. We're going to go no. see the Vikings. Oh, God, yeah. And, oh, you know, just barbecues in the summer in general. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Oh, gosh, yeah. Oh, so many yard activities. I love that. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Um, when I lived in Kansas, someone was like, do you want to play cornhole? And I literally was like, what? No. What? They were like, cornhole. And then they like pointed at it, and I was like, "That's bags." It's a similar to when they told. <laughs> similar to when I lived in Kansas, and then came to a Minnesota tailgate, and Vanessa was like, "Oh, do you want to play Hammerschlagen?" Mm -hmm. And I went, "What the fuck is that?" And she she pointed at it, and I went, "That's called stump." <laughs> Hammerschlagen sounds way cooler. <laughs> I know, people in Kansas just like to describe things as simply as possible. They're Stump. a simple breed. Except for cornhole. You can't Minnesota cornhole. Corn? Corn? Watch me. Cornhole. Corn? I mean, that was impressive. <laughs> I, I'm sorry. I can't Minnesota 
cornhole. Fucking what? Did you Corn just challenge me? Cornhole. I don't know. I can't do it. Cornhole. Cornhole. Welcome to Tell Us More. Oh, this is the podcast. This is also Marissa. And this is Hannah. And last week was season two, episode 22. Oh, so you're first. Yeah. Okie dokie. This is going to bring back some oh, nostalgia. Oh, God. I think it's on the title of the email. <laughs> okay. In August 2003, several E-Universe employees with Friendster accounts saw potential in its social networking features. Oh yep. The group decided to mimic the more popular features on the website, and within 10 days, the first version of MySpace oh my was God. launched. We have to include our MySpace pictures on here. Do oh. you have access to your MySpace? I'll get to that. Okay. Okay. I'm already ready. I'm so excited. Okay. Uh, so the project, I'm not going to read who the project was overseen by. We don't know any of these people besides Tom Anderson, everyone's first friend. His last name is Anderson? Mm-hmm. What a blank name. Tom Anderson, he was the first president. Of the United States of, of America. America. <laughs> yes, little known fact, America started in 2003. I mean, Thanks. can we start over again? Yeah, I would like a fresh start. The first MySpace users were Universe employees. Um, the company actually held contests to see who could sign up the most users. Um, E-Universe used its 20 million users and email subscribers to breathe life into MySpace. And um, it was the most popular social networking site, like, almost right away. Yeah. And uh, lots of self software people helped that. There was just, like, such a long list of names that no one's going to care about. Oh, no. And a lot of programs that nobody fucking knows. But at the time, Java. it was great. Scripting. Uh, Friendster. <laughs> yes. HTML. C++. Python. CSS. I don't know if that's a thing. Yeah, it is. Uh, I, I think CSS was the one that you could make things pretty, and that's the yeah. only one that I could do. Yeah. We all were like minor coders. Yes. I was required to take two different computer science classes. To change your MySpace background? Yeah. I was self-taught. <laughs> no, no, in college I had to take oh, computer science classes. For your, like, degree? Mm-hmm. Oh. I was bad at it. The first one I got an A in, though, because that's the class they learned to make things pretty, a.k.a. Yeah. simple. A.k.a. The actual, MySpace. yeah. The, that's my, my MySpace knowledge Hell yeah. um, helped me get an A in my first computer science class. Like I said, we were all tiny coders and we didn't even realize we that. We didn't even we realize We all could be it. super rich right now. You know how much coders make? A lot. Like $89,000 about five years after her graduation. Um, the, here's the thing, though. If everybody was good at coding, you wouldn't make as much money. I'm not talking be... about everyone. Okay, I'm just saying us. you and I. <laughs> Screw everyone else. Screw everybody else. I'm going to get back. And, no, I was yeah. not smart at that. No, That is neither. not my forte. Friendster could not keep up with the speed and development of MySpace. Uh, and by late 2003, it was transitioned from a file storage service to a social networking site. I can't remember if that was MySpace or Friendster. No, I think Friendster ended because it couldn't keep up. Yeah. MySpace was transitioned from a file storage service to a social networking site. So Chris DeWolf, one of the MySpace people, people he originally wanted to charge a fee for MySpace, uh, but then the other guy that helped just was like, no. The other guy? Yeah. Got it. Not Tom. There was like four people. This guy's name's Brad. Oh, Brad. Uh, he nixed the idea, believing that, yeah, keeping MySpace free was necessary to make it a successful community. And that's true because, as I'll get to it, the demographic was people mm -hmm. our age that were using it at the time. Mm -hmm. uh, MySpace quickly gained popularity among teenagers and young adults. In hey February 2005, DeWolf held talks with Mark Zuckerberg over acquiring Facebook, but DeWolf rejected Zuckerberg's $75 million offer. Oh, Kind of dumb. In July 2005... 
in one of the company's first major internet purchases, Rupert Murdoch's News Corporation purchased MySpace for $580 million. Holy shit. Yep. Probably a smart decision at the time. At the time. At the time. <laughs> That's hardcore at the time. So within one year, MySpace had tripled in value from its purchase price. Uh, News Corporation saw the purchase as a way to capitalize on internet advertising and drive traffic to other news corps. So, here yeah. come the ads. Basically, yeah. Um, oh. But what I didn't know, and I don't know if you knew this, uh, companies such as Slide.com, never heard of it, RockU, never heard of it, and YouTube, pretty big deal. Heard of that. Uh, they were all launched on MySpace. Oh, hell yeah. I didn't know that YouTube was launched on MySpace. I didn't know that. That's how Jeffree Star like, got started on, on YouTube. yeah. yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of people. It goes, it does talk, I do talk about the other people that got famous off of MySpace. Yeah, they were launched as widgets providing additional functionality to the site. Oh my god, I totally remember this. And then it goes into talk about, you know, how we all, like, used layout sites yeah. to make our MySpaces pretty. Oh um, they, and those sites made, like, thousands of dollars. How? Did people pay for shit? Advertisements on those websites. Oh, Remember all the yeah. annoying ads oh, yeah, yeah, on the yeah. layout websites, and all of the people that made that money were teens and in their early twenties. Because oh yeah, they're the ones that were like, "Here you go, tiny humans. Exactly, have this layout. Exactly. So with all that advertising, like, damn, son, could you imagine being having no, thousands and thousands? I literally can't. <laughs> I probably would have blown it. No, I've always been. No, I'm not responsible with my money. Never mind. <laughs> I thought I was for a minute, and then I, I realized I wasn't. I think when I was younger, I thought I was because my parents paid for everything. And then I got a $25 week allowance, so I never really spent it that much unless I was going to a movie. Because my parents bought everything else. Like, some people's parents were like, we're going to give you this allowance, and that's all you're getting. Yeah. But then I was spoiled. I didn't get, like, an allowance. My parents just paid for everything. Oh. Yeah, I got an allowance on top of being spoiled. Nice. But that's what happens when your dad can't show emotion. Anyway. Throws money at it. <laughs> yeah. Since YouTube's founding in 2005, MySpace users have had the ability to embed YouTube videos in their MySpace profiles. Um, so I think this is when, obviously, YouTube became its own thing. Mm -hmm. uh, and realizing the competitive threat to the new MySpace video service, MySpace banned embedded YouTube videos from its users' profiles, but everybody was like, fuck that, and then they lifted the ban not oh. long after. Because you don't want to piss off your Fucking loyal MySpace. subjects. <laughs> mm -hmm. Then in 2005, they launched their own record label, MySpace Records, in an effort to discover unknown talent on MySpace music. Mm. Artists can upload their songs, EPs, and full-length albums onto MySpace, and as of June 2014, over 53 million songs had been uploaded to MySpace by 14.2 million artists. Didn't know it was still a thing. MySpace? I didn't, I didn't know people still used it. Like, the fact that it was still existed really confused me. Yeah, I knew it still existed, but I didn't think anyone was, like, really active on mm -hmm. it. Maybe, I, yeah, I don't know. Maybe, ooh. Like, now the ooh. I'm assuming the grown-up scene kids now. The, when you were you were seen on MySpace and you never really let it go, maybe that's the current demographic. Oh, those people that are still seen? Yes. Mm. I um, hope they love it. I think they I do. I hope they're living their best. I saw a hardcore scene chick at CCU. Shut she up. She had lime green hair. Oh, I'm so and sorry. she wore all black. Like, she had the scene kid hair, and it was lime green. Shut up. Yeah, so honestly. That's dedication. I, I was like, you know what? You are being your authentic you. Yeah, go for it. Go for it. You don't even care. You're the only one that looks like that here. And you don't even care. Honestly, a true self. Artists such as The Summer Obsession, Lily Allen, Owl City, oh, Minnesota's Lily own. Owl City. 
I love Lily Oh, my God. And Al, so Al City from, uh, oh, what's that? Otana. Owatana. I think that's where. I think. I don't know. I just knew they were from Minnesota. I'm pretty sure it's Owatana. Um, Hollywood Undead. Oh, shut up. (laughs) I loved Hollywood Undead. I thought I was so badass because I listened to them. What a badass name, though. Hollywood Undead. Hell yeah. Um, then Sean Kingston. Oh. Arctic Monkeys, Eco Belly, Ice Nine Kills, and Drop Dead Gorgeous came to fame through MySpace. But obviously Jeffree Star did, too. Like, a way more people. Yeah. I don't know why this... Um, Wikipedia, let's be honest. That's where I got this info. I don't know why they only listed those huh. couple of bands, because it was a hell of a lot more people. Well, you can't list everyone. Well, you think Wikipedia Jeffree Star's music was not... Careful. Amazing. <laughs> Morgan and I went to a Jeffree Star concert. I'm not even really shocked at that. Morgan yeah. is obsessed with Jeffree Star. Oh, yeah. Like, when she had surgery, I made her a collage of Jeffree Star pictures. And it's, I made it as a, as a get well card from Jeffree. I remember. That's adorable. Yes. I remember, I think, I think it was her that introduced me to this song where, like, the album title, or the album cover is, like, him Growing up like cereal or something. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Over 8 million artists have been discovered by MySpace. Mm-hmm. And in late 2007, the site launched the MySpace Transmissions, a series of live in-studio recordings by well-known artists. Wow. So I remember MySpace being like heavy on the music. Yeah. Like, and you could like embed it into mm-hmm. your background of your page. What's the last song you remember on your profile? I had Jack's Mannequin for a while. It was brilliant, Jack's Mannequin. Um, I think it might have been like an all-time low song, honestly. Or probably Fall Out Boy. Probs. It was probably Fall Out Boy. Probably Sugar We're Going Down. Yeah. 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 Or like uh, Grand Theft Autumn, Where's Your Boy Tonight, that one song. I used to fuck with that song. The beginning is literally, do you know, do you know what song I'm talking about? No. The beginning is literally, where is your boy tonight? I hope he is a gentleman. <laughs> and maybe you will find out what I know. You were the last great thing about this part of town. And then the guitar goes, and it's, like, amazing. Anyways. Well, I've never heard that song. Maybe it's fantastic. Maybe my favorite song. Mine was Womanizer. Ooh! Because John Theory dumped me for Kayla, whatever her name is, after, three days after homecoming. Kayla? Oh, oh. Yeah. <laughs> he's, like, an alcoholic now. Yeah. I, sorry. No, he's not going to hear this. Yeah, I mean, whatever. He's <laughs> not going to hear this. Get help if you do. Come on, man. I mean, if you're go. not an alcoholic, feel free to come on and yeah. let us know. Just give us, send Shoot us an email at tellusmorepodcasts at gmail.com. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's what I made, you know, Womanizer, my song mm-hmm. on MySpace, mm-hmm. because I was like, and I blasted it. I remember blasting it in my room and my mom, like, being like, Fucking turn it down! It's, it's Britney, bitch. Boom, 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 boom. <laughs> this song is brought to you by Marissa and Hannah performing old songs not well. <laughs> we don't do anything that well. That's no. what makes us charming. I, is it? <laughs> I, I like to think so. I like to think we're just naturally charming. I, I think we are charming. I think we're charming when we're together. I'm not very charming on my own. I don't think anyone would ever describe me as charming. I just, I mean, I, I think you are. I think that you are a very confident woman mm-hmm. that is not afraid to speak her mind, but also at the same time, you're very kind to people. So I kind. think that those those attributes mixed do make you, in a way, charming. If charming is just a nice word for manipulative, then yes. I mean, usually I think deceitful, but I don't think... <laughs> I think you're the nice version of charming. Okay. You're the positive version of charming. That's very nice. Yes. I love that. You're welcome. 
charming. Yeah. A positive charm. <laughs> you definitely have a positive charm. I do. Especially when you're on stage, I feel like. I feel like you charm the audience. Thank you. Because, like, I always tell you my favorite part is when you just do, like, crowd work and work with the audience. Because I think it's genuinely, like, hilarious. And mm-hmm. also, like, that's how people, like, connect to you. It's when you're literally standing up there and you're, like, when you say some... What was it that you said at... Uh, how I rose up from the table, and then yeah. Devon was like, what the fuck? And I was like, yes, they denied my request for a rising stage, so I had an improvise. Yes, exactly. Yes, shit like that. That's charming. I guess yeah. that's charming. Okay. Thank you. I'm glad that we both realized in what how ways charming we're charming. We are. <laughs> and did you know that um, there used to be a MySpace app for your phone? Like, obviously, a super early version, one of, like, 2006, where you could use MySpace on your phone. No. But everybody was terrified to press the internet icon, so I'm sure nobody used it, because, like, you had to pay for internet back then. Oh, yeah. I, I remember when you would, like, accidentally do it, and you had and to be like, and then, and then, freak out. I'd be like, my parents are going to be so mad at me. I paid $20 because I opened the internet. Yeah, fuck. I'm going to owe my parents. When, my parents, when they first bought my cell phone didn't do the unlimited texting plan mm-hmm. and then I texted a shit ton of people and then they got mad at me so then instead of me learning my lesson they just they bought just the unlimited the plan. Same, yeah. same, same. So, sorry, I'm gonna use it. Sorry. I don't know how to count. I'm very popular. Yeah, I'm super popular. I used to text literally everybody and it would be like the same message. Did I remember just group text everyone constantly? No, it wasn't a group text. No, 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 I mean, but I meant mass text. Yes. Mass text. I mass texted people. I think one day I literally remember being like, I'm watching Power Rangers. Oh my god. Like to a bunch of people. I'm like, what the fuck? Everyone was like, LOL, TTYL. LOL, Power Rangers, same. And then in 2006, (laughs) MySpace launched a UK version. So now they're getting into some other markets. What is it called? MySpace. MySpace. To tap into the again, I go Australian, but to tap into the I can't do Australian. I want I I hope so hardly I so much want to learn the Australian accent. That's why well, I think you've been I just working on it. Yeah, tap into the UK music scene. Oh yeah, which they did. They which released they a version did. in China and launched similar versions in other countries. Wow, yeah, good for them. An expansion yeah. project. It really is, and then. Congratulations, the 100 millionth account was created on August 9th, 2006 in the Netherlands. Wow. Mm-hmm. I thought you were congratulating me on something, and I was like, yay, but <laughs> I didn't do that. Congratulations on finally having an apartment. Oh, thanks. Yeah. This is a fun episode where we just compliment each other. <laughs> my horoscope told me to practice tenderness today, actually. Oh my god. Mine told me to be around people who um, better me. Uh, genuinely here I think, we are I know right I was like oh well I'm hanging out with Marissa today that'll work out nicely so then on August 8th 2006 search engine Google because oh, we wouldn't God. know what that was without the clarification uh, signed a 900 million deal to provide a Google search facility and advertising on MySpace so you know oh so you could like Google within MySpace don't remember that I don't remember that was 2006 so yeah we would have had MySpace as we would have been in middle school I'm still preoccupied with Fall Out Boy at that point mm-hmm. I'm very into Pete you didn't need to search anything you already had what you needed I had everything you did <laughs> I had everything I had peatlands in myspace I had my own um haters myspace and a haters club oh yeah let's delve into that it was a page that someone made um I still to this day don't technically know who it was oh my god do you have any theories well I was dating Nick Brecken at the time yes and he was for some reason a hot commodity there were girls that did not like me specifically because I was dating Nick Brecken. Haters. I kind of thought it was Paige Ward for a while. 
she would do that because in eighth grade I had a crush on this guy. Obviously not a hardcore one if I can't remember his name. His name is Jordan. I don't Something. know. I don't remember his last name. I don't even think he ended up going to South and he like moved because I genuinely don't I remember. I think he died. I genuinely don't remember him after eighth grade. But I remember this other girl and I, geez, I was ballsy as fuck when I was younger. I did not care. We literally met this girl and I found out that he played lacrosse and just like went to a lacrosse game in the summer. Okay. Um, let's channel her when we go out to bars. So she's actually insane. No, the eighth grade oh, you. The eighth I don't grade. care about her. Oh yeah. Yeah. She's a, uh, she's a side note in the yes. story. Okay. Yeah. No, I should totally do that. I just like went to his lacrosse game and like would message him on MySpace. Like, Hell who yeah. am I? Hell Yeah. And then, a confident lady, an eighth exactly. grader. <laughs> and then it was the summer before ninth grade. And then I got a message from Paige on AIM that was like, back away from Jordan because I want him and I always get what I want. Stop. Yep. And then Lauren messaged me too and was like backing her up. And I was like this. Oh my God. That was the highest pitch noise. I remember. Like... I remember thinking. This is my. Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> I remember thinking, this is my first cyber attack. Oh my god, you're being cyber bullied. I was being cyber bullied. I watched wow. a lot of Lifetime movies, so yeah. I was prepared for this. You were. What was your response? I don't even think I really acknowledged it. Good job. I, I didn't really acknowledge yeah. the Hannah Hater pitch. I was just like, okay. Like, I mean, it wasn't that hard. It wasn't that much of a crush. I was just kind of like, oh, okay. Fucking oh, psycho. Okay. Like, I wasn't, like, I was kind of scared of her, but I was like, this is a little insane. I honestly can't remember. So Nick cheated on me with someone, and I can't remember if it was Paige or Whitney. I think it was Paige. But then, like, we stayed together because I was sad and brainwashed. Mm-hmm. And then, um, I think the Hannah Hater page came after that. My favorite part was that they took a picture of me. Yes. That I had posted. That was super cute. And then they photoshopped, like, a dick going into my mouth. Yes. And literally, I was like, this is the best thing ever. And Chelsea <laughs> and I were sitting there looking at it, and I was like, someone hates me so much that they made a page about me. And then all they do is just post stuff about me. And then Chelsea sent me this, like, do you remember those, like, animated words that were, like, flames? Yes. <laughs> oh, my God. Those are the best part of my I literally posted one on my MySpace profile that said, like, Hannah, or haters make me famous. And, like, the link to the... <laughs> fucking burn that's <laughs> like i don't give a fuck burn i remember like commenting on people and like constantly sending like those og gifts kind yeah, of they were kind of gifts they were the og gifts and then like spending out like lucia and i when we were younger had matching laptops cute and i would always bring my laptop over to her house and we'd have sleepovers like every weekend probably both friday and saturday night yeah yeah Normal. and we would literally lay in bed like an old married couple and just like be on myspace we had Hell the yeah. most fun so chelsea nice to do do you remember those truth boxes where like you would post something and it would be anonymous vaguely yes that was towards the end of mm-hmm. myspace well or the end of when we used now it. they have like the youngins had for a while ask fm or whatever which was the same concept oh. and they would like molly breen that age group really they would set up like a profile on there and people could just go on and post whatever they wanted about that person and it was completely anonymous and I was always like why the fuck <laughs> why it's a recipe for cyberbullying right well Molly's was like your tits are huge you're so birdie I love you pretty much I would always, wow. I'd, I'd probably be like who do you have a crush on yeah well that's the I'm thing so is, boy I feel like that's what our that's what ours was originally and yeah. then like as generations went on ask fm became kind of like a dirty like it was weird. It was also, like, around the time... Did you know that Lakeville had, like, a gossip girl in, like, Molly's 
age. I'm sorry. What? Yeah, yeah. There was like an account that, and I can't remember if it, I think it was a Twitter account. Or maybe it was an Ask FM account and they just posted their own stuff. And I don't remember. I would have to ask Molly about it. But they're, literally it was like, they would say like MB and I can't remember any of her stupid guy friends' names. JD seen outside of Lakeville Movie Theater holding hands. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Literally like, what the fuck? That's iconic. I That's know. iconic. I want to know who started it. That's iconic. I wonder if Molly knows. She sometimes listens to the episode, so. Molly, do you know? Molly, do you know? That's your insane. baby boy. Yeah. I am, that's insane. Um, I love that, though. That's crazy. I hope right. nobody's feelings got hurt, though, because that's not great. Oh, I'm sure everyone's feelings got hurt. Probably. But we, we would go on, because, like, Lucia had, like, a dope MySpace following. Of course she did. Like, she followed all these really cool people, and she was so ballsy. She would just, like, talk to them. She, yeah. like, didn't care. Yeah. So, <clears throat> she always had, like, all these, like, cool MySpace friends mm -hmm. that we would, like, talk to. And I didn't know how she did it. Like, I didn't know how she... Like, she, I don't know. She's... Well, she just messaged. Yeah. Well, I think I would, too. I, I just don't. couldn't pull it off the way that she could. Um, she's so cool. She's really cool. <laughs> <laughs> at, your, or at your show that I was at recently, the guy was making fun of... Or saying we should make more fun of seeing kids. And I was dying laughing. And I looked at Lucia and she goes, we dabbled. <laughs> it wasn't full blown. Wasn't I literally was like, yes, We discussed did. like a couple, like I literally asked her, I was like, did you ever actually like screamo music or did you just, were we just doing it to look cool? And she was like, we didn't like it. We were just doing it to look <laughs> no cool. No one liked screamo music. No, it was just, no, we were like, God damn it. We were posers, but at least we were posers for as being seen kids and not like pet preppy kids. Yeah. Also you guys like went out in public with it as opposed to I dressed like a scene or like would do my hair like a scene kid and then just take pictures and post it on MySpace. I never actually went in public with it. Oh yeah, we went in public. Yeah. I released some of those photos recently. You did. That's I'm accurate. Balls. Mine is my, I love showing people my MySpace because it's so like, if you look at my MySpace and then you go look at my Instagram, it's very like, oh, she still posts just pictures of herself. The precursor. <laughs> the, the precursor. precursor. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Oh, and keep getting distracted. So we messaged, shocker, oh, yeah. on our own podcast. Uh, we messaged this guy. We just picked a random guy. And we pretended that we were mad at him. And we oh, were yeah. like, God, I wish we, I wish we would have Wait, copied. was this on the anonymous one? Yes. Okay, got it. And we were like, first of all, <laughs> we're, we're so mad at, because you kicked over my sister's lemonade stand. And you also... <laughs> ruined my bring me the horizons hat like oh it doesn't even velcro anymore and you something about the small colony of, of people ants. that live oh. in our butts or something i don't oh know my we God. Like, it's like you a small so like weird. we started it off as like very serious and then yeah. throughout the entire message it got more and more ridiculous and yeah. then at the end we were like we're just kidding we're just kidding we're just fucking around. Like, it, I wish we so. could remember what we said. It was, you hurt my sister's feelings because you knocked over her lemonade stand and you ruined our Bring Me the Horizon hat. I love hat. that. I love that reference. Like, <laughs> my Bring Me the Horizon hat. Like, I don't, I wish we, oh man. I wish there was a way we could fit, find that, but no. Um, and, yeah. Some things are meant to stay secret. I would love Forever. I would love to know. <laughs> We were fucking weird. We were so weird. You were. That's um, cool. Most people were. When we painted her room, um, we were watching Date My Mom, and so we wrote in the corner with paint, Date My Mom was on, and then, like, put the date. I don't know. Oh. It was just... Then did you paint over it? No, I think we put our handprints on it. Oh, my God. Cute. I know we wrote the Date My, date my Mom thing, but I can't... I think that... I think we did the handprints. 
I can't remember. Because she okay. doesn't live there anymore. We can't go look. Oh, yeah, that's true. Um, Who had their room decorated with Nicolas Cage shit? Was that you? That was me. Yeah. <laughs> See, I was, just, I was just enough of a friend of you guys to be, like, aware of what you were doing. <laughs> but, like, not actually friends with you. So I would, like, see clips and stuff and be like... Her entire room is decorated with Nicolas Cage pictures. And I'd be like, not sure what's going on in that situation. <laughs> and now it's Christopher Walken. Now I have a Christopher Walken prayer candle. You do. And a Christopher Walken clock. I call it my Christopher Clocken. I love that. Walken Clocken. Yeah. It fell off the wall, though. Once we move, I'll put I'll put it back up. It'll find its own special place. Oh, I did. I, I have been missing that. <laughs> okay. You should get back to your story. Oh, duh. Otherwise, we can just keep chatting about nothing. Well, I mean, I want to get into some. I want to like state some stuff, but I figured it'd be it would be more fun to just talk about. Oh yeah, hell our yeah. Old MySpaces, but um, it was the leading social networking site from 2007 and into 2018. Wow, constantly beating out Facebook, and initially, Facebook didn't diminish anything about MySpace's popularity. And at the time, Facebook was just for college students. Right, anyway. that's why. Yeah. And then in 2007, uh, MySpace was valued at $12 billion. In 2007? Mm-hmm. Wow. Now here's the, re- the start of the decline. Okay. April 19th, 2008, Facebook overtook MySpace in the Alexa rankings, which is uh, just what tracks um, web traffic. Oh, it's just okay. a site that does that. Um, and then MySpace was just continuing to lose membership after that. Uh, there are several suggestions that explain the decline, including the fact that it stuck to a portal strategy of building an audience around entertainment and music, whereas Facebook and Twitter continually added features to improve the social networking experience. Mm -hmm. And then Sean Gold, MySpace's former head of marketing and content, said, MySpace went too wide and not deep enough in its product development. We went with a lot of products that were shallow and not the best products in the world. The products division had introduced many features, communication tools such as instant messaging, classifieds program, Mm -hmm. a video player, music player, virtual karaoke. Hmm. I'm sorry. What? (laughs) They do not go on to explain virtual karaoke. Okay, cool. But it was there. Okay. Um, Self-serve advertising platform, profile editing, blah, 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 privacy filters, but we all, as we all remember, the privacy filters were shit and everybody got hacked and, like, mm-hmm. there was a lot of phishing and you constantly had to, like, change shit. So, basically, just the fact that it was sh- kind of shitty. It mm-hmm. just got, like, shitty and there was a lot of bugs and Facebook wasn't. Mm-hmm. It says right here, couldn't build an effective spam filter. So, this is what they said. Boyd compared the shift of white middle-class kids from the seedy MySpace to the supposedly safe haven of Facebook to the white flight from American cities. Their perception of MySpace eventually drove advertisers away as well. In addition, MySpace had particular problems with vandalism, phishing, malware, and spam, making the site seem inhospitable. Teenagers used to be the strongest audience, um, Mm -hmm. and they started to go over to Facebook. And basically, what this is saying is a lot of creepy men started using MySpace. That's very, very accurate. And that's part of the reason, because the target market, if there's like a bunch of kids and teenagers on MySpace, mm-hmm. who are you going to call? Pedophiles. Yep. Don't call I them. I do remember that MySpace had a very like seedy underbelly. Yes. Like if you accidentally clicked on too many people, like you would get into this like weird area where you were oh, like, yeah. I should not be here. This is bad. Yeah. And then that seedy underbelly started to surface. Yeah. Because all the people that weren't seedy went to Facebook. Yep. And then it just was, you know, catfishing. Bears. Awesome. Yeah. 
OG catfish. That's where a lot of um, To Catch a Predator came from. Yeah. On MySpace. Probably. I, I, you know, I love watching catfish, but honestly, like, why can't you just Google this shit yourself? <laughs> like, they all they do is Google phone and numbers then, and then reverse image search pictures. I know. But you need Neve and Max there, or Neve yeah. and whoever he's doing it with now. Max left. Max left? Yes, mom watches catfish, so oh. I'm up to date on all the hip Where did new Max stuff. Leave? Um, I think he is actually just delving more into producing and stuff. He yeah. he produced that one Zac Efron movie that was about like EDM or something. Yeah, um, he is a director. Know. The one, there's, yeah, they're still friends. Yeah, but. the one time um, Machine Gun Kelly filled in for Max is because he was busy working on a movie that Machine Gun Kelly was in, but it was post production. I didn't know that Machine Gun Kelly was involved with Catfish yeah. at all. In, in an Only episode. because he did an episode, or he did a movie with uh, right. Max as the director. Um, and I love that. And that's actually what made me love Machine Gun Kelly is that episode. Cause, Interesting. Because he just said, I, all he said was, I'm rooting for love. And I was like, I too am rooting for love. With and you. now I love you. I love you. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, that's just so great. Because like, how old were you? Two, two, two days ago. ago. <laughs> Not that long ago. My passion for Machine Gun Kelly has only recently sparked because of an old episode of Catfish. Was it the one, the movie that's on Netflix right now? No, this was oh, an okay. older, it was an old episode of Catfish. Got it, okay. But it, I was just watching Catfish on him. I literally just remembered I was going to do Machine Gun Kelly, the gangster, for this episode. And I, as I was researching earlier today, I was like who the fuck was I going to do? Because I was like, that'll be hilarious because I'm going to talk about Machine Gun Kelly and she's going to think it's him, but it's the gangster. Fuck! Oh. Anyway. Okay, well, Jack's on you. He's pretty gangster. He is pretty <laughs> I do just want to let you know that in that um, in the realm of rap battles, we are on opposite sides of that. Okay. I, I grew up with Eminem. I can't. I can't. I just can't. So mm-hmm. I knew about Machine Gun Kelly because of my ex-boyfriend. Mm-hmm. But then... I'm shocked just... that he loved, loved mm-hmm. Machine Gun Kelly with all of his two teeth. <laughs> fake ones in there too no he just was missing two just the one yeah i think it was just the one he just looked so beautiful i just couldn't i love missing teeth mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you're a good person i'm a good person right clearly i'm not vain i am so they laid off uh 37.5 of its workforce in 2009 they just started doing more and more layoffs they tried to drastically redesign the site but it was kind of just People were just over it. People were using Facebook. And that tried to redefine itself as a social entertainment website with more of a focus on music, movies, celebrities, and TV instead of social networking, but... Nobody cared. Nobody cared. <laughs> MySpace also developed a link-up with Facebook that would allow musicians and bands to manage their Facebook profiles. CEO Mike Jones... Mike Jones! Bitch. ...was quoted as saying that MySpace now is a complimentary offer to Facebook, which is not a rival anymore. Oh. I don't know if they ever went... In on that, it literally didn't say. Um, so my sister just decided that they were complimentary mm-hmm. to yes. Facebook. Okay, mm-hmm. um, guys, it's fine. We're not rivals anymore. Everything just continued to decrease. Uh, literally, everybody backed out. People were like, "No, thank you." <laughs> do you want to do a partner? No, no, thank you. No. CNN reported that MySpace sold for $35 million and noted that it was far less than the $580 million that News Corp paid for MySpace in 2005. Who bought it? Rupert Murdoch. No, no, no. 
in the most recent one? No, I think didn't Justin Tim it literally didn't say if Justin Timberlake bought it or not. It, Justin was not mentioned in this Wikipedia article, but I think it was him. Why? I'm sorry. Why do you think Justin Timberlake bought MySpace? <laughs> I have a lot of questions. Well, let's do a quick side Google. I'm confused. That seems like a weird hustle for him. Side hustle. I think he just like believed in something. And he, he took shut the wrong him kind of chance. His middle name's Randall. Hmm. It is. His, it's his grandpa's name. Okay, so in June 2011, Specific Media Group and Justin Timberlake jointly purchased the company for $35 million. Time Inc. bought it after that. So, yeah, I don't know why. why? <laughs> okay. I don't. Because he starred in the social network, so he was like, I'm going to go buy MySpace now. I, You know, I think he just believed in something and thought it would be a good investment to bring it back. And then, no, everybody was just over it. Everyone was like, yeah, bad idea, Justin. Tracy. Um, yeah. So in September 2012, a new redesign was announced, but no date was given, making MySpace more visual and apparently optimized for tablets. Who the fuck is using a tablet and going on MySpace? <laughs> I thought that the, that sentence was going to end in who the fuck is using MySpace. But, but oh, that's then that's what I meant. But yeah, also on, on a, a tablet. tablet specifically. They're just trying everything. They get. It's like a la- everything is a last ditch attempt to just make this work. Why don't they just shut it down? I don't know. By April 2013, users were able to transfer over to the new MySpace redesign, but who the fuck did? In May 2016. Four people. Mm-hmm. The data for almost 360 million MySpace accounts was offered on the real deal dark market. <laughs> yeah, the leaked data included email addresses, usernames, and weekly encrypted passwords. The exact data breach is unknown, but the analysis of the data suggests it was exposed around eight years before being made public around mid-2008 to 2009. I don't understand why you would want to fish people's MySpace. Like, what do you? What, what does Kimberly13 from Iowa have to offer you? Pictures? Horse girl comics. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Glittery graphics. Hell yeah, some glittery graphics. Because, like, all you do... I mean, you could use fake email addresses for MySpace. Yeah, you could. Which is why I can't log into mine anymore. I was going to say, that might be why I don't... I I mean, I can't log into mine. I just remember my URL. Yeah, I... Well, I I searched myself, and I found myself... No, I remembered my URL. I remember my URL. But mine is super, super private. You could only see the profile picture. Oh, really? Yeah. All my shit's... On blast. Oh. I like attention from we'll anywhere. To, we'll have to screenshot it and post it. Um, yeah, no. Do you remember? What was your URL? Rissy IA the bomb because my aim name. We've talked about this. Yep. My aim name. I was supposed to say Rissy is the bomb. IA the bomb. I thought it was a good idea. It's okay. Mine, I don't know. Mine is myspace.com slash Harry Potter is my homeboy. That's still better. It mine. is. But it's funny. <laughs> well, Hannah, I got some bad news. I got more bad news. Oh, no. On March 18th, 2019. So just a couple Recently, days Recently. Just a couple days ago. It was revealed that MySpace lost all of their user content from 2016 and earlier in a server migration gone wrong. It was widely reported that over 50 million songs and 12 years worth of content was permanently lost and there was no backup. Are you telling me if I type in my URL right now, it's not going to be there? I feel like I typed in my URL after March 18th. Honestly, actually, no. I think I checked my URL maybe before that because March 18th wasn't that long ago. So, yeah, in 2019, MySpace lost all music. Its users uploaded between 2003 and 2015 during a a server migration. 50 million recordings by 14 million artists were lost, as were countless photos and videos. I got it. Mine's still good. Yours is still good? Yep. 
This is the picture they photoshopped a dick into my mouth. Nice. Do, is the Hannah, Hater, Hannah Haters still? I don't know. I don't know what their URL was. I don't think it was Hannah Haters. One of my sisters, I don't remember who it was, but someone was like, maybe it was, or no, maybe it was you. Someone once pointed out that maybe Hannah Haters Club was just Chelsea Beeler. <laughs> <coughs> I'm sorry, did you did you just say your sisters thought it was me? No. Oh. Maybe it was you that said it. Oh. Yeah, no, I've, I'm, even if it's not, I still agree with that theory. I just thought it was, it literally just popped into my mind, and I was like, no, it would have been funny. Yeah, no, I honestly, but yeah, like, I think she would have. I, she would chat them while I was sitting right next to her. So she was in cahoots with somebody, a double agent. I'm going to get a DM from Paige. <laughs> like, why are you talking shit about me? Because you did a okay, lot of mean things. Did you not make out with my boyfriend? Because I think you did. Did you not I am me the summer before ninth grade? Did you not? Are they lies? Are they lies? Is that the end? That they lost all their shit? Yeah, no, because that was March 18th, 2019. Oh, There's yeah, that was literally like That was like five ago. days ago. No, it's the 31st. Shit. Today's the 31st, so it was literally four, four, four days. 18, 19, 20. No, what no. I'm thinking story. of the 28th. Um, yeah, no, so that was... A lot more than four days ago, but not by much. Yeah, no, I don't know. De time's an illusion. 18. Mine is still up, so I don't care about yeah. most of it. But, Can like, I... what was really on there that's, like, tragic to lose? I don't know. Eh, ugly pictures. <laughs> Someone's ugly picture. Someone's bad MySpace band. <laughs> yeah. Doesn't Pretty much. To... I think it's okay. I think maybe that's just natural selection. Yeah. Yeah. I liked that trip down memory lane. So we'll... Uh, screenshot some pictures or whatever and post them on our Insta to go with this story. I'll screenshot. I mean, mine's on private, but you can still see my profile picture, so I'll still screenshot it. But, so what do you got for me? Oh, yeah. So this one's fun because I've never heard of her. And I apparently have a thing for, um... Women. I have a thing for women. Uh, not in the fun way. I mean, um, you never know. I mean, yeah. Who knows? Maybe if I... I would totally sleep with Brianna. Yeah, 100%. Every woman would want to sleep with Rihanna. So she was born Hedwig Eva Marie Keisler. Hedwig. Also, what I was going to say at the end of that sentence was, I have a thing for old Hollywood actresses. So Hedwig Eva Marie Keisler was born on November 9th, 1914. Scorpio. Oh. Exactly. In Vienna, Austria. When she was 17 years old, she started going by Hedy. Uh, and she starred in... You like that name? I, I think I might have, I feel like I maybe know. Hedy, uh, Hedy Lamar is her mm -hmm. stage name. Mm -mm. Okay. So, 17-year-old Hedy starred in her first film, a German project called Guild auf der Strasse. That's my German for you. No. Um, Hedy continued her film career by working on both German and Czechoslovakian productions. In 1932, a German film called Ecstasy, Ecstasy ah. uh, brought her to the attention of Hollywood producers. After arriving in London in 1937, she met Louis B. Mayer, head of MGM Studios, who was scouting for talent in Europe. She initially turned down his offer that he made for her of $125 a week, which I feel like at the time was decent. I would take that now. I would take that now. You would take $125 a week. For a side job? Oh, yeah. Oh, hell yeah. Hell yeah. Extra income. Um, And this is in 1937, so however much that is in today's money, I don't know. Today's um, money. But then... 
Okay, so she initially turned down that offer, and then she booked herself onto the same New York-bound liner as him and managed to impress him enough to secure a $500 a week Bitch, income. Bitch, secure the bag. Right. What is up, Hattie? Yeah. So he then brought her to Hollywood in 1938 and began promoting her as the world's most beautiful woman. Oh. She's stunning. I oh love her. Oh my god, her. I'm going to get self-conscious. I low-key want to get a print of her to put in my new apartment. Do it. Okay. I'm probably going to. Oh, wait, no, let me do it as a gift. Okay. <laughs> as a housewarming gift. Okay. <laughs> she starred in her first Hollywood film, Algiers, in 1938, opposite Charles Boyer. The film created a national sensation. She was billed as an unknown but well-publicized Austrian actress, which created anticipation in the audiences. Mayor hoped, yeah. Ooh, an Austrian. Right. right. Ooh. An unknown but well-publicized Austrian. You know what that reminds me of? What? And Dumb and Dumber. Where Jim's when Jim Carrey's character peeks out the back window and he goes, "Oh, hey, waiting." And she she's from Austria and she goes, "Yeah." And then she has she has an accent. He goes, "Oh, where are you from?" And then she said Austria and he goes, "Ah, another shrimp on the no, Barbie." I hate it. <laughs> I hate this movie. That's like the third time Dumb and Dumber has come up in the past like three days, and I hate that movie. Oh, really? I Isn't do. that interesting? That I hate it or that it's come up that it's times. come up three yeah. times. Yeah, because it's, it's weird. not new. No. It's not. It's quite old. It's quite old. An Austrian, not an Australian. No need Australia. for shrimp on the Barbie. No need. Not in Austria. Yeah. Not in Austria. Can um, some water? No. Okay. Meyer <laughs> <laughs> um, hoped that she would become, oh, another Greta Garbo or Marlene Dietrich. According to one viewer, when the when her face first appeared on the screen, everyone gasped. <gasps> Lamar's beauty literally took one's breath away. Far more popular was Boomtown in 1940 with Clark Gable, Claudette Colbert, and Spencer Tracy. It made $5 million, again, in whatever, 1940 time. That's that a Great Depression? Lot. No. The market crashed in 1929. 20s. And then when World War II started, that's when they got out of the Depression. I'm an idiot. Never mind. No, you're not. Or was it World War One? No, it was World War II. I believe you. Anything you say. Okay. <laughs> Uh, MGM promptly reteamed Lamar and Gable in Comrade X in 1940, a comedy film in the vein of Natachka, which was another hit. Natachka, I'm assuming, was another movie, and so this one kind of went in the same comedy vein. Okay. It's from 1939, if you want to watch it. Exactly. Throughout her career, she continued to land parts opposite the most popular and talented actors of the day. Lamar played the seductive native girl Tondaleo in White Cargo, which this whole movie sounds problematic. Mm-hmm. Probably uh, is. It was a huge hit. White Cargo contains arguably her most memorable film quote delivered with provocative invitation. Ooh. Are you ready for yes, it? Yes, I was just going to say. I am Tondaleo. I make tiffin for you. That's the, that, I, maybe I didn't say it seductively enough. <laughs> But that's the line. <laughs> is she supposed to be impersonating a Native American? I think so, yes. Okay. Yes. Um, I'm not sure what Tiffin is, but... So, I included that part because this line typ- typifies many of Lamar's roles, which emphasized her beauty and sensuality while giving her relatively few lines. So, basically, she was just, like, stunningly beautiful, just and they just cast her in whatever, and then they would yep. give her, like, two lines. As a prop, basically, because yeah. women... Yeah. The lack of acting challenges bored Lamar, and she reportedly took up inventing to relieve her boredom. So we will come back to that later. 
At MGM, Lamar was teamed up with Robert Walker in the romantic comedy Her Highness and the Bellboy, playing a princess who falls in love with a New Yorker. <laughs> it was very popular, but would be the last film she makes under the MGM contract. Her off-screen life and personality during those years was quite different from her screen image. She spent most of her time feeling lonely and homesick, and she might swim at her agent's pool but shunned the beaches and staring crowds. When asked for an autograph, she often wondered why anyone would want it. <laughs> I'd, I would do that too probably and be like oh my god thank you but like what why it's just a squiggle I don't understand I scribble my signature it's not even a word mine's a big h and it's a scribbles literally mine's just two barely considered m's it literally looks like two squiggles oh my gosh we both have alliteration names <gasps> we do I've never realized that which is weird because I love alliteration I do too cool mm-hmm. we're a pair yes we're singing a charming pair a charming pair. Um, the charming pair, our new fruit stand, anyway. The charming pair. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love the charming pair. I would shop at a fruit stand called the charming pair. Same. The charming pair sounds like a good store. It could be like a better version of Patina, but with produce. What's patina? Patina is just like a dumb clothing store. No, it's like a trinket store. And I, I, you know how I feel about trinkets. You just don't like them. I don't like them. There's clutter. I love trinkets. Um, Except for I call them (laughs) knickknacks. Because then it's not a trinket, it's a knickknack. Yeah. (laughs) On all of my stuff that I've been packing, literally anything I take off the shelves is knickknack. Blah, 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 and knickknacks. And knickknack. Oh, so Lamar actually wanted to join the National Inventors Council, but was reportedly told by NIC member Charles F. Kettering and others that she could better help the war effort by using her celebrity status to sell war bonds. So she participated in a war bond selling campaign with a sailor named Eddie Rhodes. Rhodes would be in the crowd at each Lamar appearance, and she would call him up on stage. She would briefly flirt with him before asking the audience if she should give him a kiss. Oh, God. I know. The crowd would say yes, to which Hetty would reply that she would if enough people bought war bonds. So then, after enough bonds were purchased, she would kiss Rhodes, and he would head back into the audience. And then they would head off to the next war bond rally. Scammers. Right? It worked. Lamar enjoyed her biggest success playing Delilah against Victor Mature in the biblical... Lamar enjoyed her biggest success in film playing Delilah uh, against Victor Mature playing Samson in Samson and Delilah, which was made by Cecil B. DeMille. Ooh, like... I've heard of him. Yeah, that's the uh, Cecil B. DeMille award. I should... We don't want to do Cecil B. DeMille. Yeah. There's probably a reason he has a award. He's a big guy. A girl? No. It's a guy. guy back then. That was the highest grossing film of 1949. The film also won two Oscars. Good for them. Although Lamar had no formal training and was primarily self-taught, she worked in her spare time on various hobbies and inventions, which included an improved traffic stoplight and a tablet that dissolved in water to create a carbonated drink. The beverage, however, was unsuccessful as Lamar herself described it as Alka-Seltzer. <laughs> she just goes, it tastes like Alka-Seltzer. The problem was just Alka-Seltzer. Not great. Uh, among the few who knew of Lamar's inventiveness was avi- aviation ty- tycoon Howard Hughes. She suggested he change the rather square design of his airplanes, which she thought looked too slow, to more streamlined shape based on pictures of the fastest birds and fish she could find. Lamar discussed her relationship with Hughes during an interview, saying that while they dated, he actively supported her tinkering hobbies. He put his team of scientists and engineers at her disposal, saying that they would do or make anything she asked for. During World War II, Lamar learned that the, that radio-controlled torpedoes and emerging technology in naval war could easily be jammed and set off course, 
she thought of creating a frequency hopping signal that could not be tracked or jammed. She contacted her friend, uh, composer and pianist George Antheil, to help her develop a device for doing that, and she succeeded by synchronizing a miniaturized player piano mechanism with radio signals. They drafted designs for a frequency hopping system, which they patented. Antheil recalled, We began talking about the war, which in the summer, the late summer of 1940 was looking extremely bleak. Hetty said that she did not feel very comfortable sitting there in Hollywood making lots of money when things were in such a state. She said she knew a good deal about munitions and various secret weapons, and that she was thinking seriously of quitting MGM and going to Washington, D.C. What? To offer her services to the newly established Inventors Council. Yes, bitch! What a beautiful, smart, talented woman. Mm -hmm. I'm channeling her. Hell yeah. This is why I want a picture of her in my format. Dude, that's dope. Their invention that they worked on together was granted a patent under U.S. patent blah 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 numbers on August 11th, 1942. They were granted the patent, however, it was technologically difficult to implement, and at that time the U.S. Navy was not receptive to considering inventions coming from outside the military. In 1962, so this is 20 years later, an updated version of their design at last appeared on Navy ships. So, good for took a while, dude. but they got there. That's fucking, what a twist. Right? Like, hi, I, I'm this gorgeous I was like, actress. I'm going to tell you about this Hollywood starlet. Oh, and also she was an inventor. Oh, uh, you know. Casually. I probably encountered her in my days you know, being a Hollywood starlet. Back in the day, I really could have been some. <laughs> back in the day. Uh, in 1997, Lamar and Antiel received the Electronic Frontier Foundation Pioneer Award and the Bulby Nass Spirit of Achievement Bronze Award, given to an individual's whose creative lifetime achievements in the arts, sciences, business, or invention fields have significantly contributed to society. Lamar was featured on the Science Channel and the Discovery Channel, and in 2014, Lamar and Antheil were posthumously... Posthumously. Thank you. uh, Inducted into the National Inventors Hall of Fame. So, Lamar later retreated from public life and settled in Miami Beach, Florida in 1981. For her contributions to the motion picture industry, Lamar has her own star on the Walk of Fame, Hollywood Walk of Fame. She died in Castleberry, Florida on January 19th, 2000 at age 85. Her son, Anthony Loder, spread her ashes in Austria's Vienna Woods in accordance with her last wishes. Mm. Uh, she was given. She was also given an honorary grave in Vienna's Central Cemetery in 2014. In the 1982 off-Broadway musical Little Shop of Horror, Horrors, which I've never seen. Everyone says Little Shop yeah. of Horrors is super good, and I really want to see it. Especially because Karen and Georgia have a joke about Little Shop of Horticulture. Horticulture. Little Shop of Horticulture. Exactly. For a plant shop, which is a great idea. I know. They should do it. Almost as good as a charming peach. Oh my god, yeah! Or pear. A charming <laughs> pear. A charming pear. Oh my god, there's so many different ways to play that off that, because pears like pears, and then you and I are a pear. Yeah. That's why I thought you did it. No, but spelt pear like the fruit. Oh, no, 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 yeah. That's immediately where my brain went. Okay, cool. I'm glad you got there. <laughs> it was my idea and I didn't get there, but then I did. You did, you did. Um, okay, so in the off-Broadway musical Little Shop of Horrors and subsequent film adaptation, Audrey too says to Seymour in the song Feed Me that he can get Seymour anything he wants, including a date with Hattie Lamar. Uh, also during 2011, Anne Hathaway revealed that she had learned that the original Catwoman was based on Lamar. Aww. So she studied all of Lamar's films and incorporated some of her breathing techniques into her portrayal of Catwoman in the 2012 film The Dark Knight Rises. Was she good in that? Did people like Anne Hathaway? Yeah. yeah. She really good in She it? was good in Cat. Did you not see it? So every time I tried to watch The Dark Knight Rises, I would fall asleep. Not because it was a good mo- wasn't a good movie, but it was just the 
Huh. I don't know. I never stayed away for it. I loved her as Catwoman. She did a really good job. Oh, maybe the reason I didn't want to watch it is because I didn't want to get sad. It's not sad. Heath Ledger died. Okay. Yes. But he's not in the third one. Never mind. <laughs> he's in the second one. What's the... What's, what's the... What's the second one called? The Dark Knight's still bacon? Get it? It's like rising. It's like dough. <laughs> it's a very good joke. For people in the I bacon. I immediately went to bacon. Like, <laughs> pork bacon. Um, Dark Knight pork bacon. The Dark Knight bacon? No. What's the first one? The Dark Knight. <laughs> no. Is it? Which one is he in? The first one. Christian, no, the first one, that's Batman. Batman Begins. The Dark Knight Rises. That's the second one. But isn't... Or the third one. Here's the Dark Knight Rises. <laughs> No, Heath Ledger's in the, the dark second one. Knight. Here are matches for the Dark Knight. That's the first one, Dark Knight Rises, and then the third one has Bane in it with the mask. Heath Ledger as the Joker. Why? What are? What are you Here's searching? Here's one Ledger Joker select. What answer Heath are you seeking? Ledger. Heath Ledger at Heath Ledger as the Joker. <laughs> this is singing. Batman joke. No, not on them pills by Ice Cube. <laughs> what the fuck? Literally, I don't. Saying. I don't understand what you're searching. The Joker. Here are some Joker picks. Here's Joker picks. I didn't ask for this song. Why did On the Hills by no Ice Cube come on? I have no idea what's happening. Okay, I didn't. Oh my god. Maybe this is my new favorite song. Okay. I'm gonna add it. Okay. The first one was Batman Begins. Mm -hmm. The second one is The Dark Knight. Okay. That has Heath Ledger in it as the Joker. That is what I was trying to search. The third one <laughs> is The Dark Knight Rises. Okay. That is a great movie with Catwoman in it, and it's not sad. Okay. Heath Ledger's not in it. Okay. Okay. Glad we got that figured out. That was a struggle. Um. Thank you for listening. You're welcome. Ah! Um, no, one more thing. Blah, blah, blah. No, no, no. Oh, oh, I just was going to say, also during 2017, uh, Bombshell, the Hedy Lamarr story, written and directed by Alexandra Dean and produced by Susan Sarandon, Susan. a documentary about Lamarr's career as an actress and later as an inventor premiered at the 2017 Tribeca Film Festival, and it was released in theaters on November 24th, 2017, and aired on PBS American Masters in May 2018. Wow. Also, I thought I wrote this somewhere, but apparently I didn't, so the... The thing that she and, what was his name, Lathiel George, the pianist, basically what they got their patent for eventually became Wi-Fi, Bluetooth, and um, one other thing that I can't remember off the top of my head, but Wi-Fi and Bluetooth. Dude, that's fucking cool. Yeah, like her invention is what then led to Wi-Fi and Bluetooth. There's a cool print on Etsy that's literally like the Wi-Fi symbol. And then she's the, like, circle at the bottom. So, like, there's the Wi-Fi signal above her. That's the one you need to get. I love it. I adore it. It's so great. But anyway, so that's that's Heidi Lamar. I love that. I loved her, too. Oh, my gosh. She's a queen in all ways. Yeah. Fucking intelligent, beautiful, talented actress queen. Thank you so much for listening um, on this, the day of our podcast. <laughs> On this the day of my daughter's wedding. On this the day of my daughter's No, that was a Jersey mom, whatever. Um, yeah, so rate, subscribe, leave a comment. iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud. Follow us on Tell Us More Podcast on Instagram. Please, 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 please. Um, if you do it, I'll stop asking. Thank you. No, we won't. No, we won't. <laughs> I don't okay, bye. Okay, bye.